This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Welcome uh, to uh, Pat. Sorry, just hang on. I got to turn something down here. Okay. Uh, I, it probably seems strange to reach into my pocket as I'm saying I'm going to turn something down, doesn't it? Yeah, you're uh, turning us up. But, uh, there was nothing nefarious <laughs> going on there. Um, here's uh, Boy, we, we were just talking about <laughs> about the announcement, which we like a lot. The announcement from Trump that he's going to have a phenomenal tax package come out uh, in the next two to three weeks that cuts taxes. And he said, it's going to be phenomenal in terms of tax. And we... (laughs) What's your problem with that? We've been trying to decipher (laughs) what that means exactly. Phenomenal in terms of tax. He just... (laughs) These are just, it's like words uh, that are in the area. You know? Like, I don't know. Like, it's like when you play basketball, sometimes, you know, you're getting fouled or something. You just kind of throw it towards the rim. Mm-hmm. He throws it towards the topic. It's like yeah. the, the word tax could it's, easily have been in that sentence, just not yes. there. Yes. But why can't you put the right words together in the right order? You're the president of the, of the United often. States. You went to an Ivy League school. Yeah. Why can't he do that on a regular basis? Like, I was thinking, if you look at what he said, it's going to be a phenomenal tax package in terms of rate, in tax terms rate, of cuts, tax cut, in, in terms of anything. In terms but of, in terms of tax makes no sense. <laughs> and this, I mean, and look, everyone has those moments, right? Everyone has those moments where you blurt out the wrong thing. Every mm-hmm. time Jeffy has one, we make sure to make a huge deal about it. <laughs> You know, it's one of those things. Every single human being on earth has those moments where the sentence doesn't come out right. He it just, just has them all so day, often. every day. I mean, it happened with Bush day. as well. Bush had those issues. Not nearly as bad as Trump has them, but Trump no. has them. I mean, so regularly. It's going to be phenomenal uh, in terms of. Uh, in terms. Uh, it's going to be a phenomenal package. In, in terms. Phenomenal in terms of uh, of tax. 
<laughs> yeah, what? I, could, I could see him saying that. Absolutely. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But, I think that's a stretch. Uh, it might be a stretch. With Bush. I mean, because yeah. he, he would he definitely mangled the language occasionally. He but, did. Uh, it was not it was always a bigger deal by the media than uh, you know, than it was in real life. Where with Trump, it's it's so. almost every time he speaks, he does this. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's in his head at this point, or he's just lived in an environment for so long. That no one points any of this stuff no out to him. That mm-hmm. like you know, no, Don, 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 Don. What do you mean in terms of in terms of tax? What does that even <laughs> what do you mean phenomenal in terms about? of tax? It means you're raising the taxes. It, it what is does that mean? seriously like a cornered beauty pageant contestant. Like when they get, uh, hey, yes. what do you feel yeah. about Darfur? Yeah. Um, well, in terms of people and children uh, and children and the iraq and the, and the uh, afghanistan and, uh, and, and everything in such u.s as, americans uh yeah it's really that it is that and it's big and like i think when every you look, day if you could have him <laughs> stop stuff. and I, you know this is the problem i was gonna say this jeez i was gonna say if you had him stop and think for a moment and then like write a sentence it would probably be fine but in reality he, that's what he does with twitter and it's not fine at all there either no, right? it's not. he yeah. doesn't seem to even know what, what words should come in what order? And this is, look, if he's a good president, I don't care. He can, he, honestly, he can start blabbing in another language. He can start <laughs> speaking in wingdings. I don't care what the hell he does. If he gives us good Supreme Court justice and good tax package and doesn't right. do this trade stuff he's promised, I'm right. going to be happy. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I, it's, gonna be, it's so strange to see, especially because here's a guy who's, um, uh, generally speaking, and this is general, uh, generally speaking, his persona has been controlled. He's done a lot of you know interviews with Playboy and, and media sources where his quotes are you know he's saying them, but they're probably being cleaned up if there's problems with them. Then on The Apprentice, absolutely right. Like he, mm-hmm. if he says something in The Apprentice and it doesn't work, and he says in terms of tax, they just don't air it, <laughs> right? <laughs> like yeah. you know, now he's at the position where everything he says is on television. Every every offhanded comment about any given topic is out there for everyone to dissect, and it's just. It's so weird. It's off-putting. It has nothing to do with his mm-hmm. presidency, I understand. Although, having a, a strong communication, uh, a, an ability to communicate is, is important and helps. But, I mean, if he can get all this stuff done, uh, he can honestly speak in fragments for the rest of his life. I don't care. It's just weird to watch in real life. Yeah, uh, And now the last two it Republican is. presidents, neither one of them has been particularly good at speaking, which is, uh, you know, it would be nice. Reagan was fantastic. You know, oh, man. H.W. was not particularly good, good at that. Um, George W. was really bad at it. I mean, I mean, W.'s speeches were far worse than his presidency. Um, and then Trump is really, really, really bad at it. We're going the wrong direction here. I mean, you wish you'd go back to Reagan. Because, like, mm-hmm. our, for example, Romney, uh, while, uh, you know, I didn't love all of his policies, uh, was smooth, but... He was well-spoken. He was very well-spoken, but stilted and, and a yeah, little... A yeah. little you know, not he wasn't. He didn't have a good connection. He's not, he wasn't dynamic necessarily. Yeah. And and Cruz was the same, the same way, way. Same way. Not dynamic. Uh, not dynamic, but speaker. but well spoken. Yeah. Where Trump, I think, is dynamic. He, he does have a connection with people, which might be very uh-huh. very well might be more important these days. But he just doesn't. He doesn't have a good balance. I'd rather have a little bit less connection with people, a little bit more uh, speaky languagey. You know, I like that thing to kind of work in its way in a little. Well, bit. in terms of in terms of tax speech, in terms of talk, in terms of in terms talk. of talk, I would like it to be better. <laughs> yes, uh, but, yes, uh, it's 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 rough. Oh, it does man. not. I, it, he does speak occasionally. I mean, forget the accent for a minute. 
if someone talked to you like that, you would think it was not their first language. <laughs> like, he's in the you area. Yes. Yeah. You kind of get what he's saying. Yeah. But it's not like he's actually saying it in the proper language. It's, right. it, it's like when you get uh, a feedback on uh, Facebook and the, the language is a little out of order and a little screwed up yeah. and bad syntax. And you think, okay, that's some Russian douche. Uh, you almost think that yeah. with Trump yeah. sometimes. Yeah, it's like it's a Nigerian it's like, okay, scam. This is a, yeah, <laughs> this know? is a Nigerian prince guy. I, well, I remember taking French back in the day, and I was very a very bad student. I took five years of French, um, and I don't remember really? anything. I mean, yes. Yeah. I, I seriously I took, like, I took four. And uh, yeah, I took. So I you took got into conjugating grade. verbs and all that stuff. I don't know what I did. That's when it gets really hard. I can't remember anything. <laughs> the only thing I can remember is "Est-ce que je peux aller au double WC," which means "Can I go to the bathroom?" Now, it does not actually literally translate, however, to no, can I go not. to the bathroom. It's can I go to the water closet or may I go to the water closet? Mm -hmm. Because for whatever reason, they, they do right. say water closet. Um, it's like qu'est-ce que c'est. That means what is it that it is. Right, which is, again, like, so, but when, so to a French person, if I were to say, if just translate directly, mm -hmm. if I were to say, can I go to the bathroom, they would, it, would, it might sound weird. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing that happens here. Um, they, someone who comes over knows the language in some way and then comes over here and tries to say something to us and it just sounds weird because that's not how you actually say it. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens with the Nigerian email scams. Like, they're not speaking the language. And so you can tell. And it's like that with Trump. Like, if he had Melania's accent, it, it would actually be more understandable. <laughs> like, Melania seems to know the language better than he does, which is really amazing. Again, I don't care. It has nothing to do with his presidency. I'm not criticizing his policies here or anything. It's just an amazing thing to watch. It's very strange. He seems to get lost in his own thoughts. And part of the reason why, and I think you know, he's, people have talked about this before, he is, has a real tough time kind of looking inward and reflecting and staying in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, he likes to always be moving forward and go, 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 go. And I think like, that's his mind. He just is constantly thinking, through, yeah. you know, the next, what, what am I going to yeah. say next instead of finishing what he says now? He might be super ADHD or yeah. something. And because he does tend to wander in his speech pattern. So I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Mm, amazing. Uh, 888727 back. Jeff Sessions has been confirmed attorney general. Uh, you probably know that by now. Um, There's good things and bad things about this one, I think. Is Tillerson confirmed already? Yeah, Tillerson's in. So we have Tillerson, we have uh, Sessions. All done. Uh, we have the education secretary. Yeah, Price is a Tom Price, the HHS guy, is supposed to come up either tonight or tomorrow morning. So, so it's I mean, moving it's along. It's moving along, but slowly. Slower than uh, most recent presidents. They, mm -hmm. The Democrats have done a lot to try to stop these people. Um, and, you know, they've been unsuccessful in every single attempt. Uh, but they, they are doing their best to slow this down. Now, part of that is, I think, that when they're done with these nominees, things like the tax proposal may very well be coming. So they want to delay that as long as possible and hope that something changes that uh, changes Trump's mind or changes the mood of the country so he doesn't even attempt it. I think they're just trying to push it down the road as long as possible and get it to 2018 because they know in 2018 they will at least have a chance uh, to do something about the balance of power. Now, it looks terrible for the Democrats in 2018. Almost all the seats are Democratic seats. Uh, there's a real good chance that the uh, Republicans will expand their lead if there isn't a disaster in the next two years. So we will see what happens with that. But they're just looking for anything to stop this because uh, they, they, don't, they do not like where this is going. Though I heard a Democrat on, on the air today talking about the Senate and saying, look, once, once we get past these nominees, we're going to go after a, uh, an infrastructure package. We're going to go after maternity leave. We're going to go after a bunch of different things that are uh, kind of the more liberal things that, that Trump promised during the campaign. 
and we'll see if they can get those done. I think the more they act like a-holes to him personally, the less likely they're going to get that stuff. So please mm-hmm. continue being a-holes uh, as much as possible. I, re- I really do hope they do because uh, too. it's a... That won't pay off for him. No, it won't. Not and with this guy. No. He's got, he's, you know, he, I think he would rather lose a policy he promised in the campaign than reward a Democrat who's been propo- you know, opposing him for no reason. Yeah. Or at least in his I eyes. I think that's no, accurate. No, no reason. I think that's accurate. Uh, um, meanwhile, Gorsuch uh, apparently um, criticized... Donald Trump's remarks about um, uh, about the judge uh, in the uh, uh, what case was that? It was the it's it was the, the immigra- all, immigration one, right? Yes, yeah. and all he was saying really was that uh, he he said the so-called the so-called judge. judge. Yeah, that's something we need to get I mean, into. It's today. not that big a deal, right really. It's really not really not that big a deal. Right. I mean, he has said far worse about people than that. Yeah, and, and this is the way. Again, he talks. We're just this referring the to them as so-called. So yeah. what? He's saying I don't agree with that decision. That's it. Period. Yeah. Um, if you want to do the seriously, literally game, uh, seriously, what he's saying is uh, that decision. I, I think was BS. In terms of judge. In, in terms of judge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. Right? In terms of judge. Right. right. Um, so. Uh, so <laughs> In terms of judge. So in terms of judge, uh, he is he's critical of this. Uh-huh. And I heard this, uh, you know, a couple of people talking today, you know, commentators like this is unprecedented. This is a, uh, a, a real crisis in the separation of powers. Oh, shut what? up. The president can't be critical of a, ju- a decision. That's one of the most important things you do as a president is you're going to support you're going to support just judges that are going to disagree with other uh, long-held opinions. Barack Obama criticized the Supreme Court during the State of the Union address yeah, to their faces. Right in front of the Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh, and uh, about Citizens on. United, every Democrat you has talk about that unprecedented. Decision. That was unprecedented. Um, you know, Republicans have criticized, obviously, Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Uh, the Kelo and uh, eminent domain case, to name just a couple of recent you know, examples over the past half century. But it's happened in our entire history. Um, and to sit here and say that he can't call them a so-called judge. Now, I thought his, his, his uh, criticism of the judge where he basically said, well, he's, he's of Mexican descent, so he can't make a decision on me. Oh, that was bad. I, I thought that was a, a, a wrong-headed criticism, however, not a violation of the separation of no, powers. No, of course not. But it's it just was, him being wrong. stupid. Right? This yeah. one is like, I, you know, I think... There's a good argument to be made that politics were a big part of this discussion with this judge. He's saying, you know, this decision was so bad, the person shouldn't barely even be a judge. He's not saying, well, what I think is that the judicial branch should be removed from our government. He's not saying that. He's saying this one judge made a decision he didn't like. Relax. It's not a, it's not a mm. big issue of separation of powers. He's not attacking this person in any meaningful way. Certainly nothing more than he said about Glenn Beck or any other number of Oh, private, not nearly as much as he said about Glenn. Right, any other number of private uh, individuals. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not that big a deal, to be perfectly honest. And, and the, and really the, not. The, uh, the media wants to make it into this thing where he's, every single thing the guy does is like, mm. you know, uh, some violation of the Constitution. It's not. I mean, uh, him criticizing a judge is not a, a violation of anything. Uh, in fact, very clearly... Uh, people want you know, our founders wanted people to be able to criticize whoever they felt like. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not he's not he didn't he's not saying I'm going to um, no longer follow judicial decisions. That's a crisis of the Constitution. You know, if they rule against this and he says I'm doing it anyway, 
then you're going to get into a crisis of the Constitution. And I don't mean to put that idea in his head. You can't do that, Don. Trust me. Don't please don't try it. Um, but I mean, you could see something like that happening, and then you'd have a constitutional crisis with some president. I mean, we've seen that with uh, Obama in some ways. But the, the issue of him being critical of a judge, that's not a separation of powers issue. No. They can be critical of him, too. Most justices don't do those things. But, uh, I mean, listen to the, listen to the oral arguments um, uh, the other day. They were very critical. Uh, uh, Ginsburg Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Did. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Did, and yeah. later apologized for it, but she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Trump uh, said on Twitter Thursday morning that Richard Blumenthal misrepresented the remarks made by uh, Supreme Court nominee Judge Neil Gorsuch. Gorsuch had said that uh, that his comments about that Trump's comments about the judge we're just talking about were disheartening and demoralizing. Well, he actually did say that. And Blumenthal did not misrepresent that. But uh, Trump wrote, Senator Richard Blumenthal, who never fought in Vietnam when he said for years he had major lie, now misrepresents what uh, Judge Gorsuch told him. Apparently that's not the case. Although there's disagreement on it. Is there? Yeah. Is there from, because his spokesman His spokesman did say it. it. Yep, confirmed it. Kelly Ayotte, I believe, was the one who tweeted or, 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 or had a statement today that basically said he was very specific that he was not talking about any specific cases, but he considered any criticism of the judiciary to be disheartening. Now, obviously, the case they're talking about is Trump, but he did not actually say, apparently, Trump... Trump's comments, his tweets were disheartening. He oh, said, okay. criticism of the judiciary in any way is, is disheartening. Um, and, and what was the other word? Disconcerting or... Uh, demoralizing. Demoralizing. But again, like, being... De- you don't... I don't think there's anything in the Constitution that, de- that protects you from being demoralized. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> sometimes there, that happens. There isn't. No. Uh, sometimes or it disheartened. Happens. Or disheartened. Yeah, no, you, no, can, no. you can be both those things. Again, that's not criti- That's very mild criticism. Stupid. Yeah. If it is criticism at all from Gorsuch, um, and hopefully this does not piss Trump off. It, it seems like Trump understands what happened here. Hopefully, um, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you could see him flying off the handle. The bigger deal is, and, and it should be made into a bigger deal, is Richard Blumenthal lying about his Vietnam service. That's what I like more people to talk about. Because yeah. that's incredible to me. Well, yeah. That's it, amazing. It was a big, and it was kind of a big deal at the campaign, yeah. in the campaign at the time. Um, it was something we, uh, we talked about it back then. That's crazy. Because Blumenthal's really bad. He got into a, 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 really? a big fight on TV with Glenn at one yes. point. Was that Fox, I think it was? I think it was Fox. I think so, yeah. Um, and it was a kind of sort of a big deal for a couple of weeks, uh, in which they they really had a battle. Um, and you know, and that was when Blumenthal was going to try to run for. It was, I think he was still was he Attorney General before this of Connecticut? I don't know. Before he ran for Senate, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a real major disagreement on the air back in the day. Go watch the video; it's entertaining. Um, but you know, so Blumenthal is obviously attempting to get this to uh, to look as bad as possible for Trump. Um, and it looks like the Republicans are saying, well, he, he said that generally, obvi- I mean, I think everyone knows there's probably part of it. He was probably being asked specifically about the, tr- the Trump thing. And he said, I mean, because even Blumenthal's statement says after a little back and forth, he said it was disheartening. Well, the back and forth apparently was him saying, well, I'm not talking about any specific cases here. I'm not talking about any specifics, but I, you know, any criticism of the judiciary is disheartening and demoralizing. I mean, <laughs> like the judiciary should never be right. criticized. Which is, Come again, on. a BS standard. When did that begin? Is that constitutional as well? <laughs> I don't know. No one shall ever say anything bad, uh, a negative comment about the judiciary. I right. remember well, seeing and, that. And I think to defend Gorsuch here. He's not here, saying that, right? Right. He's saying, what he's saying is it was demoralizing. He's not saying it was illegal. 
He was saying it was the worst thing in the world that could ever be done. He just said, like oh, look, it. I was a little disheartened. I don't like my, my, my co-workers being criticized, uh-huh. but, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. I think that's, an, that's a fair thing. Like, if, if someone were to say, attack uh, Pat... Um, I, would you I, be disheartened? I would, demoralized? I would be like, ah, don't bust on Pat. He's a good guy. You know, obviously the opposite. If someone said something about Jeffy, I would say. I, I say any Jeffy. criticism of talk show hosts is disheartening and demoralizing. <laughs> really? So even yeah. ones you don't like or agree with? Yes. Wow. Well, no. Okay. So there's some. Because <laughs> I think you've uh, disheartened yourself a few times this last year. <laughs> you weren't supposed to remember that. Because... <laughs> Because that is from a while ago. Yeah, and I will say this, uh, just, just, just to be clear, Jeffy hosts a talk show on Blaze Radio Network. So anytime you're critical oh, okay, of Jeffy, yeah, but you'd be all criticism, any, any time we criticize criticism, you have to exclude Jeffy's criticism from that. Yeah. You know I what I mean? That's true. I think yeah. that's true. In terms of, of, terms of Jeffy. In terms of, in terms of. In terms of Fatso. Yes, okay, now I understand. Uh, <laughs> so okay. I, I think Amenia, again, is all up in arms over this, uh, and it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, you know, I'm happy he's at least listening to the courts at this point. Because <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. Like, if let's just say this all comes out, goes all the way to the Supreme Court, and they shoot it down and say, you know, he could not do this. Like, the typical politician thing to do would be like, wow, that is a, that's the wrong decision, and I'm very upset about it, but the court has spoken, right? Mm-hmm. An aggressive politician might say, well, you know what? Uh, I don't, you know, if they do that, I'm going to pass something that's a little bit different. We're going to run it right back out of the, up the system again because I think it's that important. Right. Trump might just say, eh, I, I, yeah, screw them. We're just going to do it anyway. Stop yeah. us. And how do you stop him? I mean, he's the president of the United States. Uh, he, they could have ruling after ruling after ruling. Hold him in contempt all you want. He might just keep doing it. It's going to be interesting to see if anything like that develops. No, I, I, I would not be surprised if it did. And that's scary. because that, Well, you've got a that constitutional, constitutional crisis, crisis then. Then you have a crisis. So we'll see. Yeah. In, in terms of... In terms of... In terms of... The words. Constitution. In terms of constitutionality. In terms of documents. Yeah. In terms, in of, terms of founding docu- documents. In, in terms of cursive. <laughs> in terms of self-reliance, um, we've recommended for a really good long time now. In terms of food. Uh, in terms of food and self-reliance and in terms of preparedness. My Patriot Supply, uh, really good food at a really good price. And it lasts for a really long time, like 25 years. Yeah, 25 years. I mean, you might say, well, uh, okay, got some food. It's going to last for 25 years. That's great. But think about it in this this, in terms of, <laughs> yes, think about it in terms of mm-hmm. brain. For a in moment. terms of brain? In terms of brain. Okay. Uh, it's going to be off, off your plate. It's going to be off, you're not going to be thinking about it anymore. You got, you're going to take care of 25 years of concerns here with $199 purchase. It's awesome. Um, and that is what I really like, you know, because insurance can run, obviously, hundreds of dollars a month, mm-hmm. month maybe thousands. Um, you know, for food, you get $199 purchase, you don't have to think about it. You just have to think, you put it in a place, in, the, in, a, in a closet, in a, in a pantry somewhere, and you don't have to think about it for 25 years, yet you know you have it if you need it. And what I love about these deals is you can get kind of creative with them. If you've got a family of four, and you buy the, the four-week supply for 99 bucks, that's uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for your family of four for a week yeah. each. Each person gets a week's worth of food, which gets you through almost everything that comes up. Yeah, because true. by then FEMA's in the area, right? And, oh, yeah. and you can you can I'll depend on them. In terms of the government and maybe rely on them to be, to be around at that time 
it, at least in the disasters oh, I mean, we know of, that's been the case or here in America. Or at least, you know, the stores might open, uh, you know, and, stores and you'll might be open. able to go buy stuff again. And, yes. and maybe the food chain kicks itself back into gear. Yeah. You need to have a basic protection, though. And you can do that with My Patriot Supply really easily for 99 bucks. 888-411-5290 is the number. Or preparewiththeblaze.com. It's 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. Um... Let me say something here in terms of speak uh, mm-hmm. that uh, I know is going to piss some people off. It might piss you off, but you're big boys and girls, and I also don't care. Mm. So uh, mm-hmm. that, that's all out front. All right. I think it's patently obvious that Donald Trump doesn't know how to do at least half of this job. Uh, there are things he does know how to do. He does know how to negotiate. He does know how he does. There are, there are parts of this job he does know how to do. He doesn't know how to do half of his jobs in terms of. In terms of work. Okay. I think it's. <laughs> and, the, and look, I, that is not even necessarily a criticism of him per se. We knew what we were getting when the guy was elected. Everyone who voted for him knew. He obviously didn't know the details of the stuff. You need to have a team around you, though, that's, gonna, that's going to, I don't know, make sure you're briefed in the right way so you know what you're talking about in these moments. Which is what we were big moments. told would be the bonus with Donald Trump, right? Right. He's got, he's got all these great people around him. This comes from Reuters. In his first call as president with Russian leader Vladimir Putin, Donald Trump denounced a treaty that caps U.S. and Russian deployment of nuclear warheads as a bad deal for the United States. In terms of the nuclear? In terms of the nuclear. Not in terms of the cyber. Okay. In terms of the nuclear. This is according to two U.S. officials and one former U.S. official with knowledge of the call. Uh When Putin raised the possibility of extending the 2010 treaty known as New START, remember this was talked about during the campaign, Mm -hmm. Trump paused to ask his aides in an aside what the treaty was. Trump then told Putin... The treaty was one of several bad deals negotiated by the Obama administration, saying that the new, saying that New Start favored Russia. Trump also talked about his own popularity. The source <laughs> the White House declined to comment. Of course, um, it has not been previously reported that Trump had conveyed his doubt about New Start to Putin in the half hour long in the hour long call. New Start gives both countries until February 2018 to reduce their deployed strategic nuclear warheads to no more than 1,550, the lowest level in decades. It also limits deployed land and submarine-based missiles and nuclear-capable bombers. During, during a debate in the 2016 presidential election, Trump said Russia had outsmarted the United States with the treaty, which he called Start Up. <laughs> That's not the name of it. <laughs> he asserted incorrectly that it allowed Russia to continue to produce nuclear warheads. Was he thinking of the Rolling Stones song, Start Me Up? No, Start maybe. Me up. He might have been thinking of that. In terms of In terms notes? of notes or songs, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, continue to produce nuclear warheads when the United States did not. So Trump thought during the campaign mm-hmm. that it was something that la- uh, uh, screwed us and we couldn't have any new nuclear weapons. Well, but- Startup did. First of all, well, so startup I don't know what may- the hell you're talking about, but Startup did. That's a good point. <laughs> okay. Um, so that he thought it meant Russia could keep building them and we can't. Okay. The truth is we could, it, it supposedly says that, and you never know if you're going to believe Russia in these things, but that we're both limited at the same amount. Okay. That's what the treaty says. But, but I don't necessarily, it doesn't even bother me all that much. He didn't know in a debate what this thing was. Although, you know, it should start is it stands for the strategic arms reduction treaty. That's why it's called start. So to put up 
after it shows you don't know <laughs> anything about what START is. Oh, it's a reduction treaty up. <laughs> I mean, I don't the know. The Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty up. Up. Maybe he meant it in terms, in of, terms like, of word up. Making sense. <laughs> it, uh, Start up. You know, he's just like, he's just slang. Yo. Yo. I, uh, it's possible. Maybe. Um, but the fact that he did not know mm. what it was when he was doing a call with Vladimir Putin Amazing. is really That's, bad. I mean, it, it's really bad. Not it knowing is. it in a debate. That's Look, really the guy bad. comes from a different world. He's now president and he knows this call. It's it not like have, Vlad just called him on a cell. Right, he knows the call's coming up. Why wasn't he briefed or why didn't you. he accept the briefing right. to be able to speak at some, not in unbelievable detail, but in general, like, how are you saying, wait a minute, hold on, let me check it, what that thing is, that word that you just sure. used, what is it? I mean, that's not... It's one uh, thing saying, I, I have, I'm going to have to check, get back to you on the details of that treaty. Yeah, like, but. what he should say there, right, is... Uh, look, uh, you know, I'm very interested in talking to you and discussing it. There's some details of that plan that I think are we're reviewing all review. of our treaties. Yes, um, thank you. Reviewing all of our treaties, and I would definitely like to get back with you on that. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to go. Uh, it's, if, you know, but his re reflex action when someone mentions an agreement is to say it's a bad deal if someone else negotiated it. Mm -hmm. And his premise for that action is I'm better than everyone else. Therefore, if I negotiated it, it would be better. He doesn't even know what it is. He doesn't even know what the topic is. He just assumes he could out-negotiate everyone, which, okay, maybe he can. But, I mean, when you're going onto a call with, a, with another world leader, you need to at least be prepared with the basic topics that might come up. And New Start is an obvious one. It's frightening. Yeah, I mean, it's frightening. Yeah. 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu coming up in a sec. It's frightening in terms of... In terms, terms of, of fear. fear. In terms of fear. Uh, hi and uh, welcome. It's Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven back. This story drives me out of my mind. Principal at a pro progressive uh, Manhattan private school told parents in an email last week that the Trump presidency is more troubling than Vietnam, the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr., Watergate, and September eleventh. But other than that, other than that, that, it's not, not that troubling at all. No. More troubling than any of those things. I mean, if you're a parent at that school, don't you want this guy gone? Like his judgment is obviously so bad that you don't want him around your kids. Though, I mean, I, you have the right to say these things. You just don't have the right to say them around my kids. Especially when I'm paying you forty six thousand dollars a for year. Tuition. Holy that's, crap! That is. That's, a lot. that's like Harvard. That's a Harvard education. Yes. 46,000 a year. Good gosh. 46,000 to send your kid to a private school? Wow, that's a lot of money. Oof. <laughs> I like this. Elsewhere in the lengthy letter, uh, he acknowledged the theoretical need to avoid political bias in a school environment. One in my position must be scrupulous in avoiding partisanship. Wait, what? <laughs> what? In terms then of... how do you call the Trump presidency the most troubling thing uh, virtually of all time? There are matters that transcend uh -huh. political diversity, oh Pat. I see. Mm -hmm. And this is one of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's Jeez, obviously amazing. Man. Though, if, I mean, if you're, you have a really easy recourse there, which is uh, I mean, not, not easy, I guess, but uh, don't give them $46,000 to do yeah, that that's, school. that's exactly but, right. I, that is, you're right. I mean... You wonder if you could ever put yourself, get yourself into a position in which the um, principal of a school 
that you set your kids to was saying things like that, especially if you did it by choice. This is not a public school where the person's nuts. This is a right. private school you're actually paying for, and probably 95% of the people who went there actually were fine with that analysis. Right? I mean, like, <laughs> it's probably even yeah, probably in New York. Were. I mean, it was probably, yeah, you're probably right. Probably right. So they you're probably, probably got like right. two complaints. Yeah, jeez. They I must thought, have gotten some. Uh, it's, look, it's new. yes, yes, 9 11, and sure, uh, Watergate, and yes, uh, Vietnam, uh, Vietnam, of course, where 56,000 yes, right. American troops died. Right, but yeah. But not but MLK. Not MLK. That's, <laughs> that's much worse. Well, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, I, I was not, I will tell you this, we did not charge enough for tuition in my school. Uh, well, right? That's another little lesson what are you, I learned. 40,000, right? 40, well, about 38,500. 38,500. About 38,5 so. <laughs> for all the kids combined. <laughs> I'm not even sure who would have added up that to that all combined. Yeah, no, it's a private school can be. Uh, yeah, it can be pricey, pricey. tad pricey, pricey, a little, pricey. Pricey. A little yes, pricey. It can. You know, and it, and there's a school in the area that uh, is is pretty big, and it costs I think 15, and I thought that was a lot. 40. And that's a, I mean that's a 000. common. A common private school price, right? Between about yeah. like fifteen thousand a year, nine and fourteen. Now, that is not a common public school price or pu- private school price in Manhattan. Uh, it is uh, that. Right, you, right, you know, right, right, right. I mean, in Manhattan, you're, I mean, it's probably thirty thousand is the cheapest one, right? I mean, uh, down probably, here, yeah. you can definitely do much yeah. less than uh, than forty six thousand or even thirty thousand. Yeah. Uh, oh, t- yeah. You know, ten, fifteen thousand for per student is probably around. Uh, I mean, I think there's some that are more expensive than that. I know several there there are. They can, you can get into these price ranges with the only the very top level schools. Um, and then, you know, but the average private school, which is still, of course, better than the public school by a large margin, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you $10,000, $15,000 a year probably. I mean, that's, uh, and that's still a lot of cash. I that's mean, a lot. I mean, that used to be. Especially if you have more than one kid. Yeah. It can know. start adding up pretty fast. Okay, it sure can. Yes, it can. Uh, <laughs> all right. Triple eight seven two seven back. Apparently, um, uh, Israel is now indestructible because Chuck Norris is on their side. Chuck Norris <laughs> is a supporter. Uh, and uh, in a funny interaction um, that will probably piss off a lot of people, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu declared Israel indestructible after meeting with uh, film star Chuck Norris. Yeah, uh, listen, Israel is strong, but it's indestructible now. Uh, I think we can tell our security team to leave. We don't need them anymore. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. I was like, who's that going to piss off? Probably somebody. Probably somebody out there that'll get pissed off off by somebody. Uh, It's it's infuriating. Um, uh, Single mother uh, Kiar Harris uh, started researching homeschooling last November. She says her two elementary school-aged children weren't excelling at their failing Buffalo public schools. Harris said she filed documents at Buffalo City Hall following all the steps, informing the district that her of her intent to homeschool her children, according to documents she provided to Eyewitness News in Buffalo. Uh, they're dated December 7th, and the district says it received her paperwork. Things turned into a little bit of a turn. A bit of a turn. Uh, when uh, a week later, the Child Protective Services showed up, uh, wondering why her kids were skipping school all the time. Um, thinking everything was fine, Harris said she went on with her homeschooling, but then less than a month later, she was confronted again by CPS workers. She says they told her they had a court order to take her children, and when she told them no, she was arrested for obstruction. Oh, jeez, I hate this kind of stuff. I, I, I do she hasn't seen her kids now oh in three gosh. weeks, and they've been in a foster institution. Why? Because she homeschooled them. And, and she actually put the paperwork in. Uh, Which and again, she you put in the paperwork. Should you have to put paperwork no, in? No, you shouldn't. Probably not, no. right? I mean, I no. can understand, like, the idea of, 
wanting to at least confirm they're getting some sort of education, I guess. You know, like, for example, like, I guess. Yeah, uh, but whose business is that? Thank uh, you. I mean, I'm the parents, right? You know, yeah, you're, you're the parents, so. I barely, I barely like the idea of the, hi, we're from the government to check on you to make sure that you're schooling your oh, kids. Oh, I don't like that idea. And I mean, I'm they don't barely do that. They okay don't do that here. That. Yeah, because I mean. It, I'm let, not okay with let's that. Let's just say. It's none of your business. So would you say it's okay? I mean, again, I'm taking this to the liberal extreme here. I recognize this before the premise. But would you say it's okay for a parent, you make the decision, Pat, you have a kid, you decide, never going to teach him anything. It's going to keep him home. So? Is it so? I mean, I might be so. I've never thought this out before, but... Is it so, or is there a, a role for the government to say, wait a minute, no, you gotta, they got to go to school in some way. If you want to teach them at home, that's fine, but you can't just like keep them home and let them you know, watch TV all day. Well, I mean, wouldn't that be a neglectful? It would be neglectful, but in most circumstances, the state would never know that because they don't come and check on you. So you could do that. If you're a homeschooler, theoretically, you could do, theoretically, could do, it. You, just wouldn't do it. you could do Obviously. that. You just hopefully wouldn't if you're a, any kind of a decent parent. Um, I know that in some states we've lived, like I think it was Maryland, uh, we had to take our work to the school board, the state school board or whatever, and show them, them what we did during the year, and oh they would review gosh. it. Oh. And then in Connecticut, uh, I think we had to turn in something there too. But in Utah and Texas and uh, where else have we lived, wherever else we've been, um, they leave you alone completely. It's just so because I mean theoretically, like if we moved, uh, I moved my family to Maryland tomorrow and just moved in and didn't tell them I had kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, would they even know? I mean, I, I don't think they would. Well, they, I, mean, I guess it, there's some. I don't, you I don't, prob- probably in, in a state like that, you would Texas, and you would get you would have nosy neighbors wondering. I've seen kids over there. Oh, Why God, that would happen. Yeah. That yeah. would happen. And they would report it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In and Connecticut, then, we had neighbors call. The, Really? Yeah. yeah. Police showed up at, at the door when I was at work, and Jackie answered the door, and it's a police officer because they saw the kids outside, and they were on a break during homeschool. And uh, First of all, so crap, what the neighbors called the freaking police on my wife. And said they're not to bring their kids to school. Yeah, yeah. And so they showed up, and Jackie, and, and Jackie answered the door, and the kids are, you know, doing school inside, and he took a look inside, and he said, you're homeschoolers, aren't you? She said, yes. Okay, sorry, ma'am, to bother you, and he left. So it turned out no big deal, but yeah, I think somebody would probably somebody would narc on yeah, you, absolutely, man. Absolutely, narc. narc yes. on you. That's oh, interesting, yeah. though. I mean, because I don't know what I honestly, because I obviously want to educate my children. Um, I, I don't. I've never really put any thought into this, but like, is it required? No. Like, is to there, educate them? Yeah. Is there an? Is no, it, I, I don't mean, think so. I, obviously, in some states it is, but is there? Yeah. Is it? Is there a? Federal? There's not a in, federal No. And in Texas, I don't think you'd be hassled at all. No. I don't think what, you would be. Because right, when it comes down to it, the, the point is, is that if you wanted to, um, you know, get a job, uh, get your, say, get your high school diploma, go to college or whatever, you have to fill out, uh, you know, the proper paperwork. So without any kind of, any kind of schooling... It's not going to happen. Well, without oh, no. any kind of schooling, your kids aren't going to get into right. nowhere. further education, no, that's nowhere. for sure. So if you don't school them at all, they're not going to go very far in life. That would be a really horrible thing to do to your kids. Um, 
Uh, and mm-hmm. maybe if somebody reported you, CPS would do something about it. Because there's know. obviously truancy laws, right? And, yes. And, and, and regulations that require uh-huh. kids to go to school. In some, I know in some states it's definitely true. I'm wondering if it's, it's not really a federal thing, though, right? No, and, it's again, not. No, it's I am, uh, I'm fine with the states doing it, obviously, um, if they do, uh, rather than the federal government. I just don't know what the... Because, I mean, I guess you could theoretically have a situation. Because I think we're looking at people who are upstanding citizens. We're thinking about it. Well, they're going to homeschool their kids, and we should trust them. Mm-hmm. There's that situation, of course, where you could be a neglectful parent and, and just never let your... You know, yeah, you're staying mm-hmm. home. Go get me a beer. And, that, you know, that could be a situation where... And you say you that know, like that's a problem, Stu. I mean, oh, I did say looking in your direction. I'll say that they're your kids. If I want them to get me a beer, they can get me a beer. Damn it! (laughs) I don't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, he's a good guy. But I mean, I'm just telling you. I'm just saying you're right. It wouldn't, but it's not our place, right? I mean, seriously. Mm -hmm. So what if if I if so what if I want to leave my kids home? Mm -hmm. Well, there is probably a neglect. Rule yeah, there, and I that mean, you're not if you allowing don't educate them. them at all. That's a huge disservice to them. Right, and I, I would assume it's probably illegal in in most states to just not. I would think so. Do anything. Not do anything. Yeah. Now yeah. you could say you're doing you're homeschooling, and 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 once you say you're homeschooling, there's probably a bunch of states that don't check in and don't yes, micromanage what you do. Yeah, but uh, they probably at least need you to say it. Right. I mean, yeah. You at least have to claim your yeah. homeschooling. Like, what so. if you took a stance? Just like, I think I'm morally against education. <laughs> I'm not going to allow it to happen. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Now it sounds That'd be interesting. It, it sounds if ridiculous. If it was a religious us, thing, yeah, you might have yeah. a way. You might yeah. have a way. I mean, they do that with with medical treatment, and yes. it happens. Yeah. Um, and I will say, it sounds ridiculous to us, but. Mm. Look, at, look at that thing. Give me a beer. Look at that. And right. shut up. Yeah, mm-hmm. look at that. Mm-hmm. All right. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. You guys are being too Pat mean to Jeffy. Oh, are we? Are uh, we? Really? Uh, Mr. Uh, get guy. me a beer and shut up guy. Yeah, are we being to too that. mean to him? Are we? Huh. Are we? <laughs> stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Oh, come on. <laughs> really? What do you mean? I'm oh, sorry. I thought that we were, our mics were off. Go ahead. Oh. Okay, a new study uh, of European anti-fascist protesters. Okay. All right? They, uh, they did a quick study. They wanted to find out who the people were. Sure. Uh, you know, there are some are, uh, some are suspected of violent crimes, left-leaning demonstrations. Uh, we found that 92% of those out protesting, the anti-fascist protesters, uh, are still living with mom. They're still, still living, living with... with mom and dad. <laughs> wow. Still living with 92%? Still share their home with their parents. Did you say 92? So special. I did. Wow. I did. Yeah, it was ninety-two yeah, percent. Wow, that's a that's a high number. Yeah, it's a high is. number. It's a high number. That is. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll kick your kids out. Hmm. Let them actually try to, you know, get a job and find a way to feed themselves. They might. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they might mm-hmm. not have time to protest. But you know, I mean, eighty-four percent are male. Seventy-two percent are eighteen to twenty-nine. Ninety percent are single. Thirty-four <laughs> percent unemployed. I mean, that's a... That's a high rate. That's sure, that's a high rate. Mm-hmm. That is a definite high rate. I mean, mm-hmm. without jobs, people mm-hmm. are going to protest. We talked a little bit about that yesterday as well. I mean, some with the um, addition of robots doing work that humans normally do, and then humans are going to be without work, mm-hmm. I mean, something's got to be done with the humans, right? Do we pile them in a 
you know, send them off into a boat and well, hope they live? I mean, we've got to do something. Yeah, I don't think it's that. <laughs> I don't think it's send them off into sure? a boat and hope they live. I mean, we've got to do something. <laughs> I was going to go with uh, the documentary uh, The Matrix, uh, which came up with a really good way of handling this problem, which is you're able to you, you farm uh, and harvest these people for their energy. There you and, go. and in their minds, everything's perfect in their lives. Take the blue pill. Um, yeah. Eventually, that did go away, uh, and it was no longer perfect. But right, um, and that's not, that's you know, look, I don't know. There are days where I'm like, eh, which pill do I need to take to just make it all go away? Yeah, there are certainly are days like that, that. Mm-hmm. Like, like every, every day. day. <laughs> anyway, today, and speaking of days, today, in terms of days, February 9th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Today's February 9th. Uh, you know, it's, it's some special day for some humans around the globe. Yes, most importantly, right. uh, Ainsley Bergier. Uh, whatever, happy birthday. And then but me too. It's also, sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's National Pizza Day. My birthday is on National what? Pizza Day. National what? Pizza Day. Where's the pizza? Why do we not have pizza well, in this building? First of all, it's my birthday. Shouldn't we have like yes, a, a yes, pizza feast with, yes, with dessert feast? Yes. yes. And then second yes. of all, sure. uh, it's Pizza Day, which is just yes. yes. Okay. I think I've got you on these. And you're what, 41 today? Which 41. Requires, I think that's the, that's the 41 is the pizza anniversary. Yes. It okay. It's yes, your pizza it anniversary. Yes. yes. So if, if you and uh, Lisa had been married 41 years, it would be your pizza anniversary okay. today. Yes. Most of my anniversaries have involved pizza, which is uh, probably why I won't have too many more of them. It said here, uh, Americans consume 23 pounds of pizza per person each year. I got to be clear of that. Easy. Oh, I, I think I'm clear that. over that. I think I cleared that. I like pizza okay. a lot. I, that's the, like, I always right, think, like, if you had Desert Island, you're only going to get one All food right. delivered. You can only have one food okay. that's going to come in and you eat the same food for the rest of I your don't life. I though. That's a tough one. Yeah, I don't, There's think, no be food right. I don't think so There's either, no man. food that clears that, that because you, you, you'd eventually get sick of everything. Yeah. But to me, if I had to pick one, I think it might be pizza. Because you could really? just eat the bread one day. You could just eat the cheese. I variable, mean, you could break it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's also good hot, good cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I, I, like, I can deal with plain cheese. If I had to pick one, I can deal with plain cheese. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, where, like, you know, other things I feel like... Okay. Like, pizza to me is a whole food group. Okay, sure. You know? No problem. Yeah. Like, a lot of other meals are, like, it's just the meal. This Would is you like... go back to eat meat, though? Because, I mean, you know, pepperoni is the most popular pizza. Yeah, well, no, I don't know. It's new for you. No, thank you. Not on that one, no. I like cheese. I like cheese. I like peppers and onions. I'm a big peppers and onions. <laughs> <laughs>